ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Another week of Low Seahose Podcast. You guys are in sync right there. I'm oh. liking that. Cued up, yeah. Oh, well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Hayden to my right. What's Gucci, everybody? I've got Robert to my left. Yeah, yeah. My name's Chad. And we are the Losi Host Fan Club. The Losi Host. And uh, this is week 12. Dose Semana. Semana Se- Dose. We semana were over dose. this last Robert. week. Come on, dude. <laughs> we have to, we have to be on week. point with our Spanish. Every 12 week. Week 12. Every week. Well, so anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, this is, again, week 12. And uh, if, uh, if you're a consistent listener, welcome back. Uh, if you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Um, and and if uh, you you don't know really what you know Los Ehos Fan Club is is kind of all about, um, you know sounds. we might as well kind of you know introduce what that is. I think it's been a couple of podcasts since we've just really a, kind yeah, of explained what the Los Ehos Fan yeah. Club break it down for you. That that the fan club is not a fan club of three guys who talk baseball about a mediocre baseball team. The fan club is all of us who are Padres fans, who are in the friardom, we are all unos hijos. We are just the vessels of which um, the message is being brought to or brought through. Exactly. Like we right. are, we are the like idea of, of los hijos, the, the sons, the, as, as Hayden uh, beautifully proclaims as we introduce ourselves. Yeah. I, I apologize. It was so kind of a mishmash of words, but like our idea for this is ultimately to be something you know, like Bill's Mafia without all the crazy stuff. But with the crazy which, which stuff. Like fandom, like shotgunning got, like shotgunning right. beers before games. Which I'm gonna be there Saturday doing but that. What Excellent. I mean what 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 I mean by that though, South Bay, what we mean out, by that be is killer. just about the collective fan spirit that we can all share. Um, right, right, right. You know, as it, it, it's like a it's a camaraderie it's a brotherhood and we've got a sick we've got a sick fandom so we're trying to right you know, and, and and it's only growing and so again we gonna, appreciate gonna, that yeah. so so again thank you for tuning in today and and uh we know why you're here and and we we talk oh, padres pause. baseball uh pause. we are big san diego padres fans here and so uh we've got a lot in store for you today but um uh, kind of some honorable mentions to to get out of the way right off the start here and they really shout out you know from from two podcasts to other podcasts and uh, uh, one of which is 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 pretty pretty big podcast news this week. Uh, the five point five guys uh, had the king of Padres Twitter, Mister Phil Hughes, King Hughes, as a oh as my. a guest. So insane! Probably the the best best podcast in in Padres podcast history. Well, you have to claim bold. that. You have that's to. Claim I think everybody's. That. I think everybody agrees. It's, agreed. Agreed. My hand is up. Yeah, I getting, was raising it. No one can there. see it, but the, my hand is up. And like Leisure Fire said, they, you know, Dan and, and and Eric handled it like old vets. The the way that they posed the questions to him, just old vets. It well, was, and and speaking of the old vet, again, you know, sh- again, shout out to Phil Hughes for for one taking the time to Amen. to really be on the podcast Great itself. And of course, uh, and I was wondering how again they were gonna you know facilitate this was mm-hmm. you know they were gonna meet up somewhere with Phil Hughes. That's kind of you know not, yeah I think he just not called creepy in but something. creepy but no yeah it ended up being on yeah. Skype call in and right, so right, so you sense. know that made sense so so that was you know cool to see and the way Phil Phil handled all the questions where it was you know in a very you know satire based way but also mm-hmm. very serious too again got into some you know leadership discussions about AJ Ellis and and Clayton Richards which kind of gave us some 
you know, really some player insight into the dugout that we yeah, haven't seen. That definitely before. opened my eyes about Ellis. You know, we knew that exactly. about, about Richard. But... So, so again, that was it was cool to see. Uh, you know, a Padres. Uh, you know, a a, t- a, a right. Padres the member. Take, that was the best. The Lucchese no, take wants on the. To see Joey swing the bat. <laughs> nobody wants to see Joey swing the bat <laughs> on the universal DH. That was just that yeah, was the best good. That was that was classic. Joey would probably have to agree with that as well. Yeah, Joey's and, like, and I, he's I don't what? He's like 0 for 17. I well, I think what Phil Hughes is 0 for 17. Yeah. I don't think he has a hit. Well, yet. It's, not, it's not only that; it's just, he just looks like skittish and just god awful at the plate. Right, right, <laughs> and it's, so again, you know, shout out to the 5.5 guys. Um, uh, again, great podcast. Uh, that was that was music to my ears. Listening to that through and through. Um, and, and also a quick shout out over the weekend uh, uh, to the Bluntly guys. Uh, uh, I heard Matt a quick Matt, our boys. I, I heard I heard you guys like our intro. You can thank uh, uh, Mr. Robert Contreras for that. Humble bell. Um, um, he's our tech boy, but uh, but uh, no, thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, and and you best believe we're tuning into you guys. Hashtag. Amen. Amen. Um, Let's get back to like the the forty minute episodes like we do though, because I enjoy those a lot better than these. Hour and ten, hour twenty. Those are long. They're, those are long. They're hard to listen no, to. No, but, but we're, not, we're, not, critiquing. We we're not here to critique, Robert. We're not here to critique. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm here just saying to, they're on the same page about out. the forty minutes. Like, so, yeah, so we're boys. here. We're here to shout them out. <laughs> they're on so, your main so, so again, those were our quick two honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, shout uh, five point five bluntly. You know, thank you guys uh, for giving us shout outs. Um, uh, so again, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is week twelve. Let's get into it. Cool news. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. So again, as a top level overview, we're going to give you the recap. Uh, uh, as always, we like to take a look at back what has happened. Really not much. We've had one series. We're going to kind of get into that. We're in the middle of a series right now. Um, uh, and then we're going to we're going to talk about uh, uh, Freddie Galvis. Uh, Freddie Galvis has been rather, uh, you know, the, the idea of Freddie Galvis has been controversial this year. So we're going to get a, a, into some <laughs> discussion about that. Uh, uh, some trade talks. Uh, uh, really what had happened with uh, Ross and Lyles or, or, again, lack of trades. And then um, we're... Uh, uh, gonna talk about you know, and again, uh, from a top level, we have a, a quick mention on on bunts, uh, and 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 the idea of bunting, Needs to be, yep. uh, and why the Padres can't seem to grasp the idea of bunting. Um, from there, uh, uh, we're gonna go into to really a fire off, uh, kind of a game show round, uh, it, a new this week. So so tune for, in yeah. for that. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun one. Still Padres um, theme. Don't worry. It, always Padres theme. Padres. Always Padres theme. Uh, 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 as always, Hayden's going to take us down on the farm, man. Yeah, the we farm. got a lot to talk about here. And, uh, and then, uh, we're going to talk about what's ahead. Uh, but Boom. so, yeah, so, so let's quickly get through the recap again. Cause and we, one more thing, we will take your Twitter questions. Oh, of course. Twitter questions. My Couple fault. Uh, we Boom. always like to answer those Twitter questions. Um, thank you, Hayden for the mention there. Um, again, wow. We have a lot to talk about today, guys. Uh, the pages are adding up there. Uh, so yes, uh, let's fall back. Uh, Chicago Cubs. We were playing at Chicago. Uh, as we mentioned, we had uh, percentage-wise no business winning any games in Chicago. Right? And like thirty percent chance do? Of, of winning any of the games. And what did we do? Split the series, Padres. And not we only that, the series. The games we lost were by a run. One run. Yeah. And and so yeah, so let's briefly, you know, uh, quickly recap each game, right? So so we split the series. Uh, first game. Uh, uh, we took the W. Uh, we won the tail ends of the series here. Uh, uh, Mr. Erlin uh, had pitched well. I think he had six solid innings. Um, uh, uh, looked great. Hedgy with a, a very timely home run. Mm, yes. As was always, that the two run shot? Was three. That the, it was a three, three run. run shot. That's right. Um, and, and so, again, Hedges, uh, always timely home runs, just never never those consistent home runs. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Tyson Ross's, uh, uh, you know, loss in the middle there um, over the weekend, uh, a 5-4 ball game. Uh, I think, what, Baez was the show of that one. I think yeah. the home run and the, the triple towards the end of the game there. And that was Tyson's swan song, too. You know, I think he was... I think uh, he was claimed either that day or the um, the following morning, and then he was uh, Gonzo. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Tyson Ross is, is no longer it. a Padre. Robert, you look like you're about to say something. I, was, I just there, said so he I... could feel it. Oh, he <laughs> could feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, then say it. <laughs> um, no, and then again, uh, 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 Lockett got roughed up a little bit. Um, uh, took the L there. Yeah, he did. Um, Oof. Yeah, yeah got, rough. got very roughed up. I think he what, gave up five runs in the second inning. It was. Yeah. I had um, such high hopes for that game, and I just stayed quiet on Twitter. I just I didn't say anything about some, it. Some some games you need to stay quiet. Some yeah. games you need to stay quiet. Um, no, but then then game four, play. right? You know, again we're we're trying to you know pull out at least a tie, right? You would love to tie a team like Chicago at Chicago, uh, and we did. Uh, Lester got roughed up, completely roughed up. Um, home runs uh, all over the place. Galvis got a knock, dead center, I think it was. Yep. He earned it. Um, <laughs> so, so again, we we took two from Chicago. Uh, good, great to see. Uh, uh, Milwaukee uh, now, right? We we are we are in Milwaukee. Uh, we took game one, and and game one was fun to watch. Game two is currently ongoing. It is is Wednesday. Uh, Just wrapped up. Just wrapped up. Well, but well, again, it, it's ongoing. Wrapped up. Uh, uh, did not look good again. So, so uh, uh, first game we looked excellent. Uh, home runs all around. Uh, right there was, our, you know, our trio of outfielders: Reyes, right? Margot, and Renfro. I'm, and I'm surprised we we won that first one. Well, right. I mean, when you have a strong offensive showing like that, like I think that makes sense. Right, that we but even dude, take the result. honestly. And I, I think I tweeted it like at the first inning. I was like, "Oh, all right, well, here's like another I, down another four, one of these ones. Down four, right, go. right off the get go. Luckily, yeah. I kept watching the whole game, like just torturing myself. And then, then we came out ahead. Yeah. Shit, it was Trey Wingenter had a really good showing. Excellent showing. He threw loving just, his like ninety eight like high cheese mm-hmm. strikes and money. And that's what you just need to do as you come in in, in, yeah. in one of those roles where you're up a bunch of runs. All the all the all your your entire defense they they just want strikes right nobody wants mm-hmm. to see any walks and that's exactly what he did pounded the zone and as Hayden said ninety eight miles per hour that is that is it's, fun to that's see six foot right. seven throwing ninety eight ninety nine right down the pipe at you I mean there has to be an intimidation factor to that that's that's scary I don't know I don't know any hitter in the major leagues that w- is comfortable. Oh, yeah. Or even like looks forward to facing somebody like that at the plate. So you think that's a guy that he's he's here to stay in the rotation now? No, no, no. He uh, he came into relief. Uh, I, I think he's going to be career reliever. Sorry, I mean, he's, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, sorry, you know, yeah. in, the, in, the, you know in the bullpen. In the, yes. Yeah, in the sorry, in, in, in the, the bullpen. bullpen yes, yeah. and and so uh, again, uh, looked good in that first Milwaukee game. Uh, again, second game, I actually didn't catch much of that. Uh, uh, Robert said we lost, so uh, so that looks like that series is, is tied up one one right 1-1 now. One one right now, yep. Um, well, we'll report back on on that series next week, so so tune in for that. So so getting into to kind of the brunt of our podcast here, um, uh, you know, our first topic of discussion is is Mr. Freddie Galvis, um, and and really we wanted to kind of dive into Freddie Galvis and and really what he, what he has meant to the Padres this year, and and maybe what he he will or will not be next year. And I think Hayden wants to start us off with this one. Do it. Right. So uh, I think there's been a lot of 
people kind of Galvis hating around Twitter, uh, saying that the not idea... Not just Twitter. Not just Twitter. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one word. Yeah. Galvisating. Galvis, galvisating. Galvisating. It's a, it's a new <laughs> verb. It's like a new, it's a new, a new process of like, you know, metallurgy, like welding two things together. You're galvising. Padres podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Pod. Yeah. A lot of galvis hating. Sorry if I'm not enunciating correctly. Um, uh, going on, you know, Twitter is obviously where we all experience it uh, here on this podcast because we're very active on that platform. But uh, also just, I think, around, uh, around town uh, in fan circles uh, across the city. I think a lot of it is undue. I think people have the idea that Tatis is going to be somehow ready come spring training and we can just plop him in there with really no security blanket uh, if things go wrong. Uh, I So I, I retweeted this uh, video of Galvis making this insane play, which I'm sure both of you saw. Um, it was, I think it was a backhand stab. Uh, you know, he had traveled considerable distance. I think, you know, Past the five point five hole, I think it's five point five hole. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and he just made this spectacular throw back to Hosmer, and it, it kind of brought up just like this response of, why does anybody think he's bad? Why do people think that like he isn't worthy of a one or two year contract, especially with the situation that we're in right now? And so I tweeted, uh, you know, really quickly and furiously, you know. People who think Galvis sucks need to, you know, GTFO, get out of here. <laughs> and you know, I, I just, I didn't buy the agreement or the agreement, the argument that, um, that he's not defensively sound. Um, you know, I, I think his, that I thought his stats weren't very good, or excuse me, that I thought his stats weren't, uh, you know, very reflective of his performance. But then, no, and and absolutely right. And and so again, I think Freddie Galvis, right? He's he's fun to watch. Right, like he he's been the fun player to watch, <laughs> and and so I I think the the terrible part about this you know season right is is obviously the you know the record and and we keep slipping, but Freddie Galvis he makes the fun plays as Hayden was mentioning those those right. superstar plays. But I I think it's split on whether he's good statistically or not. Uh, at Rand Platty pointed out like one stat likes him, one doesn't. Defensive runs saved likes him a lot ultimate zone rating doesn't you know and i i think at the end of the day you know defensive run saved is really reviewed by professional scouts whereas ultimate zone rating is errors that are uh kept by a a scorekeeper at a ballpark i mean i'm going to trust just you know the the former on that one i'm going to trust the people who are professional video scouts you trust the video scout in that absolutely over the over the guy who his job is not you know, to review plays at all different ballparks across, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, his job is to literally see a call on the, the field book. and do the book and do the best, you know? And so I think, you know, he's a, he's a nine right now on defensive runs saved. I think that's the more reliable stat. I think he is definitely a plus defensive shortstop. I see the value in keeping him for, you know, one year, maybe you another year with a team option. I think that's great. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's, I, I, I honestly think that's, that's a great move for us. It really mitigates the risk of Tatis really not finding his feet the first year, which the odds of that are, are pretty high, right? Right. Or, or high, exactly. Yeah. Because you have a young player, right? A, a very young player with limited to at this point, none 
uh, a major league experience, mm-hmm. right? And on the flip side of that, you have Mr. Freddie Galvis, who is coming off a, what, 162-game performance for the yeah. Phillies and is basically on track again for another this year. 162. Uh, same exact thing. So, so you need somebody like that who is an everyday lineup guy. And then a bonus, Galvis speaks English and Spanish. Tati, you know what I mean? So there's that that camaraderie that right. they can build. There's a the dugout position. aspect of it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So he can not only just say, okay, here's how you play shortstop in the bigs, blah, blah, blah. But here's how you run the infield in the bigs. And here's how I've done it as a Latino player. Here's how then, I've been able to last every single game for the past X amount of seasons. There's a how, huge, exactly, how, how, gentlemen, how there's a huge the mentorship five, conversation in there. Exactly. Played every season. Exactly. There's a huge mentorship conversation that goes into it. And again, as we talk about Freddie Galvis, you see the superstar plays, but on the flip side, you see the the leadership that he can provide with the, the Dominican Republic uh, 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 talent that's coming up. That yeah. that again, it needs to experience the, what is the big leagues. It's cutthroat. It's it's in your face. It is it is ruthless. It's at you. And so, um, again, a Freddie Galvis, both on the field and off the field, is yes, a, a great representation of what a true MLB ball player is. We need to keep him on our team. Totally yeah. agree. He's got such a great attitude, like you said, off the field. Like the fact that he plays every day, and no, like almost nobody on the team plays every day. And then you see him on on social media, just like happy at the beach with his kids on the day off, or like just simple stuff that you're like, man, that's crazy that he actually. I mean, know, just I, I almost think life. a lot of the Galvis and hate all day. <laughs> is for people who are still bitter about the Aniel De Los Santos uh, giveaway. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, you're not going to be able to change that. You know, I, I I get it. You know, he's a prospect that's now had his major league debut for the Phillies this year. But, you know, that happens every year with different teams across the league. Right. And we've debuted people. I mean, I don't worry about that one bit. That doesn't. To me, that's not that's a nice. I know, but you know, people are saying, "Well, you know, look at what he's doing now. He's you know tearing up the you know his first few starts for the Phillies, and it, it's just it seems like a silly argument to me. I mean, that's going to happen on either side of a trade. There's going to be a winner and a loser. Well, and know? then how do you say that we're the loser on that when we've got a guy who's been a consistent? They would say he's we're the loser because of his lack of offensive production, but that's. You know, I, I think you can it, say that all around for the Padres right. this year. So that's yeah. not par really an the argument. The Padres offense that's ex- par. <laughs> He's been par, and then exciting on the defensive realm. So right. So again, Consistent. we wanted. To, so again, we wanted to talk about Freddie Galvis, and I think it was a good mention, a, a, a perfect point to uh, in a huge discussion. You know, this week because. Um, you know, trade talks are always around contract extensions. Contracts are being snipped here and there, and so, uh, so yes, we're we're firm believers in, in Freddie Galvis. What it sounds like, all three of us here, and and so um, give him another short term deal. Exactly, another Maybe short term, six years. Short term, yeah. let him mentor our younger guys for another year, year and a half. I just don't. I don't. I don't believe that you know prospects are going to be coming through. You know. It's not like the floodgates are going to be open and all of a sudden, like, oh my God, here's seven, you know, major league ready position players. It's not going to happen like that. I don't know. That's what our title says. Here comes the lava. Well, that's because it's a play on <laughs> the whole lava Wait, thing. So we're not going to get seven prospects up at one time? <laughs> Just fucking with you. Damn it, man. You got me heated right now. <laughs> 
Dude, Hayden was about to light me up. Like, this is the stupidest thing you've said as a baseball fan. <laughs> did you see the look in my eyes? I did, dude. <laughs> I was ready to pounce. I saw the fire in your eyes, dude. That was Anyways, wild. let's get let's get into some uh, trade discussions. Yeah, no, and, and so so again that uh, that got a little off topic there, gentlemen. Uh, but again, yeah, you might have heard our what our topic is uh, or what is our title for week week twelve this week. But uh, but yeah, trade discussions, <laughs> and and you probably heard uh, uh, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, we actually didn't really have any trades to talk about, but but nope. more of releases. Just, uh, it was kind of like uh, bed shits. Just no, yeah. What? I mean, here's what happened. Like yeah, other major league clubs <laughs> came up to us and were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that look! Do you get yourself to get all right? Go go go!" <laughs> but uh, no, I mean. Other major league clubs came up to us and did a Mr. Steelio girl and just said, hey, we're taking these players. And we're like, meh, okay. Right, right, right. Need room on the 40, man. So this There's is- a conversation around this, right. though. And I think, again, I think both Ross, I think Ross was very much so shocked uh, for for his value, for, for whatever he could have for us in a little bit more right i think preller was very much so trying to shell sell him um just didn't pan out right just didn't pan out my question is is still this did we shop ross so hard that it was obvious that we were trying to shed him one other teams can tell what our roster looks like how many guys are coming up on rule five how many people we're going to need to protect how many people we're going to need to move out of certain positions right so Everywhere around the league, you know, these guys are fucking they're paying attention. Brilliant guys. They're paying yeah. attention. And gals who no, are I mean, doing these I, trades. I think the scouts, motive right? was definitely clear. Like I, I think they knew what we were trying to do. I think that they ultimately were just not buying into his short term progress. Well, so that's my thing is so it's beyond that, do you think that they also said I'm not buying into the short term progress and I know that you guys are shopping him so hard that you're as soon as the trade deadline comes, you're marking at least two or three guys, just marking them for waivers and likely not doing anything because of our roster position. That That's they're like, you know what? Excellent I'm just going to fucking wait it out. And a couple teams got lucky. They waited it out. That's an we excellent didn't drop point. a couple guys. We moved them straight. To, like the next day after the deadline, we, we mark them on waivers. And then they pick them up. You you have to know as a team, we mark them immediately for waivers. We're basically saying like, we well, got to get rid of but them. I don't, I don't think and, they and were at that put point, on if waivers. You're in, so. You have all the leverage. Take them for nothing. And that's what we did. Right. We just give that's, these guys up. Bro, no, the row. That's a great point. I don't were, think, however, were, though, that they, they were, were put on irrevocable waivers. I think they were just. I mean, because every player has the ability to be claimed on revocable waivers, from my understanding. And they just were claimed. And when you make a, um, when another team claims one of your players. Um, as a revocable waiver claim player or whatever, you have 48 hours to respond as a team. Right. And to either say, hey, um, we'll take that if you give us X or, you know, rev- completely kill it or do nothing and let it go through. And we did the third did and nothing. last option. Yeah, just let it go through. Oh, but the other team initiates. I thought that, like, the, the, the team itself still says, like, we like we can't trade these guys, but basically we're marking them as, like, that's why I said it was a Mr. Steal Your Girl. Because they literally came up and they just said, hey, I want this player. And we did nothing. Which is fine. Because I understand Yikes. I understand the motive behind it. 
Right. And, and again, Ross is, is not your ace, right? He, he, we didn't give up an ace. And, and the team that, with the Cardinals aren't we picking up an ace. We wanted him to be an ace. So why the is Cardinals that allowed pick to happen? up a four or a five starter that easily. will give you My innings throughout the end of the like season. My understanding was like the trade system after the trade deadline. Well, it is. The... So there's, there's, yeah. Just to kind of finish up this topic, there's uh, revocable and irrevocable waivers. To my understanding, irrevocable waivers are what uh, the team that has the player puts the player on. So essentially, when we claimed Brad Hand, I'm pretty sure he was on irrevocable waivers. Meaning that the yeah, Marlins sure. were like, somebody take him kind of thing. Okay. So that's, I think, I, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm missing a little detail here and there, like, please call me out on Twitter, you know, not, you know, afraid of that, but I'm, to my understanding, that is the accurate definition of revocable versus irrevocable. Anyways. So, so yes. Uh, again, talking about uh, uh, Tyson Ross, uh, Jordan Lyles there, uh, both got picked up, uh, both simply just released. Um, and, and that's that. Uh, again, clearing space. Uh, we've got space. Uh, and, again, few few names have been, again, brought up already. Uh, uh, Trey Wingarden. Wingenter. Uh, uh, Wingenter. <laughs> Goodness, dude. I'm always – why do it's I always okay. want to say Wintergarden or yeah, something The thing like is, that. like, there's so many players, like, moving up and down through our system, and, like, we're inundated with so many different prospect names. Like, I honestly forgive you. Like right I'm away, just gonna start making up names. I mean, at least I can get Brett Kennedy right. I, I mean, yeah. we. I have to say, like, quick little side note. I think our fan base, like, even though there's not a whole lot of us in comparison to like a St. Louis Cardinals fan base or New York Yankees, I think we're the fan base that knows the most about our farm system. We have to be than any other team right now, be strictly because like we have literally nothing else to look forward to. We, at least from what I see, we talk about our yeah, farm team more a than ton. any other fan base that I've noticed. I mean, if you if you listen to people that call in to like MLB uh, Sirius XM or whatever, these guys know Jack Diddley about their prospects, right? Like I remember when um, well, they don't what, what was it, uh, Harrison Bader or uh, for uh, the Cardinals came up, and they were like, "Who's this Bader guy?" <laughs> like, if you knew anything about your, you know, about your organization, you would know like, oh, this is like one of your top prospects. Anyways, um. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> that was, <laughs> right. Sorry, folks, that was a lengthy trade uh, discussion. Yeah, so so again, uh, and again, not even trades, right? So uh, so again, clearing up space for, for our new names. Uh, again, we're going to see a lot of new names coming up here. Uh, Hayden always gives us briefs down on the farm. And, and, and again, probably some of those names are going to be creeping across the Padres lineup here soon. So, yep. Um, and, and, and again, try, you know, very uh, oddly transitioning topics into uh, what is bunts. Uh, and we the just idea have to of hit it this bunts. week. We have to talk. Um, about this it. is all you, Rob. And and, and 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 so I'm I'm with Rob on this though. You, why is it that we consistently see the San Diego Padres fail at the idea of bunting? Whether it's it's getting a runner over to second base, right? Uh, whether it's sacrifices, whether it's squeezes. What is it? Right, right. And this and this got sparked from the whole there was that that in the park home run in the Phillies Diamondbacks game. Yep, on a bunt. On on a squeeze play, right? Beautiful play. I'll give it to everybody. One of the most beautiful plays in sports when you know, hey, if I pressure this pitcher to throw in this weird way where he has to turn around, odds are he's going to fuck it up. He actually does fuck it up. The guy in right field, or yeah, right field overthinks it. He fucks it up, and you and you score a a run. 
beautiful fucking play, but this is like a point zero 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 one chance of happening, right? It's this is like the kick return where it was caught like at the very, very back of the end zone and everybody's already right there and he just jukes out eleven guys and somehow makes it across the field. <clears throat> this is the situation that we're talking about. And so I watched that and everybody, you know, they were, the, all the comments were like, oh, this is such a beautiful play, such a beautiful play. And I just go straight up. I'm like, you know what? Like, honestly, this this doesn't do it for me. Bunts don't do it for me. I could, I could do without bunts. And that's my question is like, could is it just because we're Padres fans that we, we look at this play and we're like, because 100 times, like 10 times out of 10 for us, it doesn't work. Or... Or 11 times out of 10 because Hedges lays one down that, like, no one knew was coming and Via just stands there on third for the whole time. <laughs> or not yeah, Via, don't, let's not get started third. about that. But you yeah, get my point, right? So, so we fuck it up so much. Is it is it us? Is that a beautiful play? Should it still be around or is it? Well, I mean, if you. It's it's coming by the wayside to just. If you have a new age like approach to hitting um, and a new age approach, you know, from your front office. A lot of people would say that bunting is a dying art and something that's going to die off quickly. Simply because, like, if you look at certain statistical uh, probabilities of scoring after, you know, a sacrifice bunt or anything, yeah, it moves a runner to second, but you're also burning it out. And they've calculated that it doesn't actually make more sense to just move that runner along because they it's almost like the opportunity cost they're arguing of you know that having that extra out is greater than just moving the runner to second right is what they're saying i think like the one one that we did i think it was this week i think it was the milwaukee game the first game um it might have been the, the last game of the cubs but it was like we had a guy first and third we bunt it guy runs home from third gets out now we've got a guy on first and second and yeah. I'm like, how did we improve our situation here not, not one bit did we improve our situation. Yes, and, 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 and I'm going and I'm going to play devil's advocate yeah, here because I've oh, again yes, I've, I've seen do. I've seen I've seen what what is what small ball can do and and that's mm-hmm. bunting right bunting is small ball bunting is 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 you're playing the the fine tuned aspects of baseball the the very the uncontrollables the the mind the. the not just the mind, but but placement of baseballs in certain locations, and so the idea of small ball is is as Hayden mentioned, not necessarily a dying breed, but it's just not as focused as on launch angle. Or, right, uh, but or, I do think it will die in the next probably ten years. And I completely disagree because I think again, small ball is is the fine aspects of baseball that win you the one zero ball games uh, that that win you the two to one ball games that uh, maybe our, our pitchers duels with with pitchers going into uh, maybe you know ninth innings and and starting pitchers I'm sorry going into eighth ninth innings uh, it, when 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 you have a a, a, a Justin Verlander esque or a, a Clayton Kershaw esque uh, starting pitcher on the mound that is in their groove as Robert mentioned earlier to put a bunt down the third baseline for a left-handed pitcher is very hard to field. Now, mind you, Clayton Richard does it very well, but <laughs> I mean, Kershaw does yeah. it very well. But but <laughs> I was again, wondering where you're going with that? Line. I think small ball is still a necessity in baseball. What if the DH is universal? Still don't like that. 
I like pitchers who swing. I understand, but I'm just saying, like, if I'm, you know, again, what, to play the devil's advocate on the other side, right. what if there's a universal DH in the next five years? That's going to change a lot of things. It's going to change a lot of things. I think it's yeah. going to, I, I, I'm with you. I'm not for it. I'm not necessarily for the, the strategy of the National League game either. Like, I'm not saying that, but I just like, Seeing the game traditionally played, yeah, you, but you, I think you want we're to preserve, the you know, the way the game universal. is played right now, right? I but get I, that, I, but I still think that we're going to move along as a game, dude. We've gone through so many changes as baseball. When you look through history, different balls they've used, different. I mean, the rules have changed a hundred times. I think this is just another way that they're just going to, quote unquote, improve the game wherever we lie. Interesting. So you're That's, saying they're like going to flat out get rid of bunting? Oh no 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 no! The DH they're getting oh, rid DH. of. We're yeah about yeah. DH. The Woo. bunting I don't think they're going to get rid of it. I think no, as a strategy they will never be able to. Hopefully as a yeah. strategy it's like that last minute or the once in the hundred games. But like dude, the fact that like we watch the Padres who can't score a run just like bunt around a bunch. I don't know. It's getting, inconsistently it's like really strike out trying to bunt right. Strike like strike out. You strike out bunting. Bunt that's so pretty embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, and and, and so again, I, I, just a quick bunt conversation. But my there. my take uh, is to to just get rid of the fucking bunt. To get rid of the bunt, like you're gonna get rid just of. Just let the it, let the boys play. Let them let them play. Let dude. the boys let play. play. Let the I boys like it, too. but it's not necessary. We don't need it. Get All rid right. of it. All right. Well, there's Robert's take on on bunts, ladies and gentlemen. Getting and reamed and, and speaking <laughs> of uh, uh, things that starts with bees, let's go ahead and get into an ad read here. It's Hayden. Uh, uh, this episode and in basically every episode is brought to you by Bitch and Sauce. Yeah, like Chad said, <laughs> episode and every episode of the Low Seahost Fan Club is brought to you by Bitch and Sauce, San Diego's sauciest hometown hero. You dip, spread, and smother on your favorite savory snack. Now available at Vaughn's, Albertsons, Whole Foods, Fraser Farms, Jimbo's. Or get sauced at your local farmer's market. That's a great proposition. I should probably go down to, you know, one of the local, I don't know, maybe Little Italy or Hillcrest Farmer's Market. That sounds like a great venue to get some bitchin' sauce. That's where Anyways, you should do it. And, and, and now this week, uh, Ed, 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 uh, we're going uh, very quickly off topic. Favorite, and, and this is actually a Twitter question as well, favorite bitchin' sauce chipotle. <laughs> Mr. H.J., we answered this for... No, you Miserable answered it from the top fan. level, and you gave him the food. I thought you foodie experts right. number one and two. I did, you just one of the flavors Chipotle. Ranked or something. Chipotle. That is Chad's. Yeah, favorite. I have to go with that because it's like uh, it's almost like a creature of habit thing for me because it was the first one I had. Okay. So Chipotle number one, number two, cilantro chili. But I'm gonna throw a curveball here just because we're we're doing that. Okay. Cilantro chili mixed with heat, so you got to get both of them and then just kind of dip what? the chip in both, or just fucking mix them together. Cilantro it's chili and heat. There it is, people. Spices. Hot take on the. Put bitch those and sauce. together, you get like a really spicy cilantro flavor. That's that might be my favorite one. So I'll go. That's number we're, one. Chad, we're that's like, number zero. Chad, we're like bitch and sauce white belts, and like you know we're yeah, like, and then in the company over like here with the like triple mix. Degree black belt. So, so that's and number bitch zero. Then number one is chipotle. Number two is going to be cilantro chili. And that's all ah. you get, Robert. Uh, and this okay. again episode is brought to you by <laughs> bitch and sauce. Just cut off. <laughs> San Diego sauce is hometown hero. Dip shirt smother on your favorite savory snack. <laughs> Today. All right. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, it is the uh, second half of uh, what is a Low Seahost fan club podcast. Oh, probably, well, let's do we it. probably didn't split that halfway, uh, but uh, close enough. We're uh, we've got a 
excellent little segment coming up here. Um, and uh, this is almost game show esque. Uh, I think I'm gonna pass the reins to Robert on this one here. It's called Si or No. <laughs> we yeah. So I, I wrote down yes or no round. We're gonna call this game the Si or No. What? How do you say game in Spanish? Si or No. Part, no, that's that's team. That's um. Ugando. What is game? We need to stop We're trying to pretend we right, so, uh, so sorry, right Leisure Fryer. We're oh failing no. you this All week. Right, so that's the name of this game. Music's rolling. Um, and so this goes on our last last week we talked about. Hopefully that wasn't weird because I moved the mic. But last week we talked about um, who's kind of on the bubble, who maybe isn't going to be on the team, who's going to move up from the AAA, AA, who's going to be, you know, who's Rule 5 eligible, who needs to be protected by putting on the 40 So you mean man. who's going to be like a bubble player between AAA and right. pros so to just of, a pro player? Instead of talking about, because last week we focused our conversation a lot around who's going to come up, who are we going to see next year, who are we going to see this year, who's going to turn into something next year, all of that. This conversation is going to focus 100% around the, the guys who, answers. who could be, right, who could be free, free agents who are injured or in the minors and they're on the 40-man. Or the people who are at risk of being unrostered, um, plus a few extras, and it's just a quick C or no, yes or no. Uh, I'm not sure who decided. Hayden or Chad is going to call out a name. We've got a name of about 12 players, and we're just going to go through it. That's all you get. You don't get any explanation, Hayden. It's just the word yes or no. If you want to explain afterwards, be like uh, mark a couple and be like, all right, I'll, I'll explain this. But we're just going Better. lightning round. Better why? Better why? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let, I'll, I'll, let's, call, uh, I'll call out the names. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and get into okay. this. Okay. Uh, all right, so uh, this, is, this is what we call C. Are or these no? guys going to be on our team next year? And that is what the C or oh no corresponds to. That's okay, uh, first player, Freddie Galvis. C. C. It's a C for me. Ooh, I hope so. AJ or Alejandro Ellis. C. No. No. F and Y. Adios. <laughs> Adios. Adios, AJ Ellis. We appreciate you, but uh, we're moving on. Okay. Carlos Aswahe. No. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was pretty wow. unanimous all right, cool. okay, for all of us. Wow. Okay. Um, Luis Perdomo. Por favor. No. Fuck no. <laughs> Again, that's pretty unanimous. <laughs> Please, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Next one. Kasuhisa, nothing drills like a Makita. Por favor. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say fuck no on that one, too. I could take no more of that. All right, yeah. I'd like for Makita to go Your to the Barlam, tonight, Barnum Robert. and it's Bailey's ridiculous. <laughs> circus. <laughs> so, yeah, Makita's a circus act. Uh, sorry, I bet you're a great guy in uh, real life. Okay, uh, next. Walker Lockett. No. C. No. Damn it. Interesting. Split. Uh, Colton Brewer. C. No. No, don't know enough about him. Okay. <laughs> uh, just because I, I haven't watched enough. Yo creo que. Yeah, I haven't watched <laughs> enough, and I don't know enough about his stuff. Um, not getting a lot of hype, so probably not. Uh, next. Here's an old one, which is crazy because the guy's pretty young still. Alan Cordoba. Autobata. C. <laughs> Rob? No. No. <laughs> no, I think we need to ship him out on the next Was that bit. a C on chat or no? C. Okay. Oh, wow. But I think we need to ship him out on the next midnight train to Georgia. Okay. 
Tyler Webb. C. Uh, C. No. <laughs> we already have enough pitching. That, I was leaning no, but we never have enough pitching. Yeah. Uh, well, AJ also thinks that uh, Will Myers can play center field. We also have three catchers, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Next. Okay. Next. Another old one. Miguel Diaz. No. No. I say yes. Hmm. I think you can blossom as a nice reliever. Now, some interesting ones. Okay, oh, now, no. these two, um, all of you Padres fans tuning in should know these names and will probably have very, uh, you know, heated opinions about um, our responses. First one, Corey Spangenberg. Adios. No. No. See. You think so? Mm. I hope so. Yeah, I I, I think you'd be so, a though. I think you'd be like a Ben Zobris type, uh, you know, utility player. Obviously, not as and high. You like utility, but right? You like you love. I like utility. having one good utility guy. I know we're yeah. getting a little over time, but I like having one good utility guy that can just be relied upon. Just throw like him out so there in so. multiple a positions. CSU. Yeah. CSU. So C. Uh, next and final, Mister Freddie J. Travis Jankowski. No. Oh. Adios. Oh. oh, this is Robert's boy right here. No. Oh, <laughs> no. Wow. What? No. <laughs> He's gone. Oh my goodness, folks. I'm saying no too. This is huge. <laughs> oh, it hurts my heart, man. I think we only had like how we had maybe three or four unanimous votes. I think so. We, yeah. I forgot to mark them that down. Was good, mark them down that that's good. I like that's that. good. Yeah, I, I, I like that. The uh, 265 I, blonde ale. I got to let him go though. <laughs> The perpetual <laughs> negative war. No, so so again, uh, uh, you might see see or no next week. Uh, I like that. I think we should bring it back. Hopefully, you uh, kept pace with that. That's a that's a fun one. Let us know uh, your answers too. See or no? Yeah, let us know. Let us know some of your answers. Uh, uh, we we might have to post our list and, and let you fill in your own boxes or something like that. So uh, so yeah, uh, and and from now we're gonna tune into uh, or kind of uh, uh, stem into our Twitter questions and and as always we. Tweet, tweet. Uh, 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 Take to Twitter the day that we're uh, recording and uh, basically open up the floor. Let you guys ask us questions. If you guys have hot takes, something to mention, uh, points to comment on, uh, likes, dislikes, we let you guys kind of let us know. Um, and, and we had a couple responses uh, this week. Um, and, and one of which, or well, well, most of them stem from our outfield conversation. Um, so we'll, we'll stem into the specific player that was questioned. Uh, uh, it came in in, in Spanish, uh, but luckily there was a translate button on there that said, uh, uh, where does Fran Mill fit uh, with our parents? Uh, that with translated, with our, yeah. <laughs> that should have translated to with the Padres, but uh, Google Translate took that to the that parents. That was the best, dude. So, so we were speaking of, uh, and, and thank you, Carlos, uh, Carlos underscore R for uh, uh, tweeting at us and asking Carlos basically is the where, man. Uh, where, where Fran Mill fits in the organization. And I, and I think he very much so fits in the organization. Uh, we've seen him progress. Uh, we've seen him hit mammos. I mean, 477 foot mammos at Wrigley. Yeah. Uh, uh, he is here to stay. Uh, I think he's made his point. Uh, he's back uh, uh, swinging the bat. I mean, you never want to count out a guy like that when he's a, you know, trying out for your roster in his early years to, um, sort of the type of player he is adds as a very interesting dynamic to any outfield mix. 
particularly ours because we have yet to, you know, completely latch on to just a total power bat. I mean, Renfro, I dare say, has the, been the one that's gotten closest to having those big, sexy power numbers. Obviously, um, you know, Franchi Cordero, you know, has shown sort of glimpses of that. But I think Franmil has the chance to really sort of establish himself as the cornerstone power bat. And I think, you know, people in the organization are realizing that now. So I guess this is my main question is of the of the brothers Fran. Now that we've seen both of them, do you think Reyes is the hotter talent? Oh, absolutely than- not. Absolutely not be, because Franchi Cordero is so multidimensional. Okay. And all of his, I mean, for everything, speed. I mean, he can hit 487 foot home runs. He can steal bases. He can, I mean, he that, that's covers out, you he, know, every outfield section well. I mean, he could play he, anywhere in the outfield. He moves like a guy who's 5'10", but oh, he's easily. like 6'5", or whatever. It's, yeah, no. I mean, no, and, the way and, he moves and so I think body. we're getting ahead of ourselves because our next question uh, stems into uh, basically, and, and uh, thank you, SC Donovan, uh, for basically asking us Major what League are... Lava, fires uh, on the yeah, farm. Major Shout League out. Lava, uh, our, our eyes down on the farm, basically, is what he yeah, is. Fires on the farm. Uh, uh, but, uh, bow, again... Bow, 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 bow. No, not, <laughs> not yet, yet, Robert. Not yet. Not yet. That's um, my segment. But basically, asked us uh, uh, what our outfield predictions are for next year. And again, and sorry to cut you boys off, but I think you guys were stemming into Perfect. what is Mr. Franchi Cordero, um, and 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 what he has in store for us, and and kind of what. Again, remember we have a few a few uh, uh, individuals on the DL. Remember we have Alex Dickerson, uh, um, my fellow North County. Poway individual. He's counting. Um, <clears throat> what? I almost yeah, put him he's on the gone. I don't think Alex Dickerson's See, going quick, to be uh, no uh, in the majors again. Really? Hang um, on, hang on, Rob. You're, you're, I, I'm surprised <laughs> that... I think Alex Dickerson's done. I think uh, with his injury wow. list that he's uh, that he's added up uh, over the past three years, I think he's done in the bigs. I mean, I, I agree, but I'm I'm like shocked because you know that's your boy, that's Poway. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. And I played with Alex, uh, but but again, it's it's tough. Injuries are tough, uh, yeah. especially back injuries, yeah. and especially uh, uh, what is elbow injuries. Uh, so killer. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And, and best wishes to Alex. Right, I love the kid. Uh, but uh, do I see Alex Dickerson on the Padres roster next year? Nope. Um, yeah. So moving nope. forward, but right, it's we have unanimous nope. we have a plethora of of outfielders, right? And you can even throw uh, Mr. Jose Perella in that mix. God, hopefully I hope not. not. <laughs> hopefully not. Um, Who's Jose Perella? So so let's Who's talk, that? right? So 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 who are we platooning out there currently? Uh, <laughs> we have five basically usable pieces at this point: uh, uh, Manny Margot, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Fran Mil Reyes, Travis Jankowski, Will Myers, Franchi Cordero as well. When he comes back. When he comes back. Right. Hayden, who's our who's our starting three? Um all things considered, no trades being made, no off season acquisitions, no free agent signings. It's, and that's what the question is, yes. Right. Yeah. Uh Myers, Margot, Cordero with uh Renfro and Reyes uh either on the bench or both going up and down between triple A and and, and the show majors. your work. That's what he said. So why Myers? Why Margot? Why Myers? Well, um, for the Money. simple reason of you, we have to. yeah, you have to. You they can't have to try him out. Yeah, you, yeah. I don't even think he's got to be on. The I don't even think we can send Myers down to right? AAA. First of all, and and two, he does have a premier bat. You, you, there's no way around it. Oh yeah, when he is healthy, he has a he has an elite bat. Yeah, he and so it. 
you know, this is also um, assuming that he doesn't make, you know, another rumored position change, you know, this time apparently to third base. But Which you like, see like all a, that, yeah. Right, but like I said, assuming he stays in the outfield, I think it's Myers, Margot, Cordero. Mar- Margot, um, we all know Margot's talent. We all know Margot has been able to make adjustments at the plate. Right. We all know that, um, yes, his base running right now and, you know, stolen base percentage is getting a little... Uh, iffy for us, and we're kind of wondering what's going on. Even Dustin Palmatier with The Athletic wrote about this. Um, there there really is no, should be no uh, mystery on why Margot gets a starting spot next year. Um, and then third, Franchi Cordero. Like I mentioned earlier, I really love his athletic ability. Um, not only that, I think his range in all uh, areas of the outfield and also his strange ability to hit like 500 or almost 500 foot home runs yeah. is yeah. really promising. Yeah. And I, I agree with uh, with your stance there in terms of the starting rotation, but uh, you've got to give Fran Mil Reyes a, a very good look next year. Oh, absolutely. Um, and what I've actually seen recently is his defensive presence uh, making yeah. plays. I saw him outrun Manny Margot in a ball in the, uh, really? in the deep center gap in the Brewer game. Uh, he Who's out- his name? Uh, 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 Fran Mil. Franmil Reyes. No Franmil caught a ball, basically jumped into the wall and slammed into. I thought he was going to break through that wall for a second. There. <laughs> I think everybody no, did. No, but he out, but he basically outran outran Manny and called him off and, and got a ball deep, deep center gap. These guys are um, so much so, bigger. So again, Franmil's got to have a conversation yeah. in, in that in that. Conversation I'll throw this before. out there. This is my uh, like highfalutin. Please, you know, in a in a fantasy world, Myers gets moved to third. Via Nuevas, I used to, I'm a big Via guy. He gets moved. We move him somewhere for some prospects or something. Myers moves down. He's in the infield. We got Hosmer Myers anchored, and then we've got like Cordero at center, Reyes at left, and like Margot Renfro sharing right. Which I know like there's a bunch of Margot people out there. Even Roy, like everybody's Margot guy. They're gonna be like, no way Margot's our future I, and I, I'm I'm about it Margot's a great player but I think if you got Cordero and Reyes out there these massive dudes yeah dude you line them up center left and now we've got this entire outfield looking like it's 150 feet you know no again uh, good answer right there Robert good fantasy answer. world uh, fantasy, fantasy world, world yeah <laughs> fantasy world um and and, and speaking like outfield porn or something <laughs> yeah that Jeez. was a very hypothetical situation there um um but uh, 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 again, very much so transitioning into to what Hayden loves most oh, yeah. here, people, uh, uh, the farm. <laughs> and uh, we're heading down to the farm. Down to the farm, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, another episode of Down to the Farm. Um, this week, I want to let you all know uh, of a new prospect to some of our listeners. He's not so new. Uh, but uh, for some of you, uh, this is kind of your first exposure, uh, Mr. Jorge Onya. Uh, Jorge Onya was part of the 2016 international spending spree uh, when A.J. Preller uh, seemed to have uh, grabbed a hold of Ron's credit card and gone on a crazy spending spree. Anyways, um, really was touted as a big bat in a power arm coming out of Cuba. Uh, has really uh, not lived up to the hype yet. Um, you know, he, uh, like I said, he was regarded as a really big, uh, power bat and, uh, you know, had a really strong arm. Um, however, he's only been projected by fan graphs to be above average in 
in-game power and uh, raw power. So I, I'm sort of being forced to tailor my expectations versus the actual price tag we paid for him, which is about $7 million bucks and some change maybe. Um, will be interesting to see his development in the offseason. Uh, you know, depending on where he plays, I know a lot of players play down in the you know, Dominican league or Venezuelan league or whatever, uh, central or South American leagues are available and just see his development there. Um, because I think he has the physical ability and the raw, uh, talent to be just an absolute masher. Um, I saw him actually, we uh, both saw him, uh, Roberts at, uh, Lake Elsinore this year. Didn't see too great of a showing. But uh, I could definitely see the he just has the the plate presence and he just has uh, he, the way he carries himself. He just seems like that just brute power hitter. So hopefully he uh, you know makes some great strides uh, like I said in this winter and maybe uh, next year in the minors. And you said he's young, right? Yeah, twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. So yeah. so time to develop. Uh, uh, and again, Hayden, thank you for that insight there. Uh, always appreciate our time down on the farm yes sir thank hey, you for, thanks for coming everybody in your noggin and <laughs> your noggin there that there noggin hold a lot of stuff thank you robert uh for wrapping up the farm segment there <laughs> we're we're just um no and um, uh, again here. if you're still with us here i think we're gonna we're gonna close out with uh looking ahead uh basically what's in store for you and and, and what's uh what's in store for for the padres uh uh coming up here uh we finish up a uh, our Brewer series, and then we come home, Robert. Right, and uh, so we've got we've got uh, one more game over at the Brewers, and then we've got three games here against the Phillies. And I forgot to mark down the giveaways, but I'm going to rattle them off my head here. Uh, Saturday is going to be the beach towel night. That night they're also doing a theme game to get a Filipino heritage night hat. Hmm. Um, so big shout out to L.A. Edwards Studio for letting us use their studio. Uh, he requested that I get one of those for him because <laughs> I have a yeah, ticket to that say, game. How are you plugging he's, that? He's there? half Filipino, so <laughs> he's like, "Yo, can you give me that hat, dude?" And they're like, you know, like ten dollar, fifteen dollar. Make it happen. Eight, but I'm gonna add it on and I'll bring it home for him. So uh, there's a wine night coming up. I can't remember if that's Saturday night too or if it's that's Friday. Friday. Night. That's Friday night. Okay, I will and be at that game. Sunday is. There's another giveaway happening on Sunday. Someone correct me. Um. When no, is the when is the commemorative ninety eight uh, fake world or not world series? Oh, the rings, the, the ring rings giveaway. Oh, when is that? That's coming up. That's that's coming up. I'm but, sorry, guys. That's, no, that is corny no, as shit. Forward, uh, you know, talking. <laughs> Robert loves his giveaways. So, we we all know that. So here. go. Sa- the point is, go Saturday because the beach towel. The beach towel. Ooh, that's a winner. Uh, but we'll give you the pictures and whatnot. So no, yeah, and and huge huge start this weekend for for what is Jacob Nix. Uh, yeah. uh, he's coming yeah. up what is on Friday mm-hmm. um, so you, you see two new Padres faces over this weekend here starting Friday Saturday what is Jacob Nix uh, Walker Lockett there so hopefully you know uh, Mr. Lockett can can turn things around there uh, uh, over the Phillies series there look at that rotation man just uh, I'm just looking at that just seeing how much that's changed just from what four or five weeks ago Dude, like two weeks ago. A lot I mean, has changed. So just straight up Erlen, Lockett, Lucchese, Richard, Kennedy, and then you, right. you switch Knicks in for Lockett or Lucchese. Like that's that's a completely Yeah. Like I referred to at a previous episode of this podcast, like it's not like coming up in the national system or, you know, the Dodger system where it's like you're asked to fill the four or five spot. It's intense. Like you're like, all right. <laughs> You're pitching now. Like, yep, exactly. it doesn't matter where you're at. You're taking on, like, you know, uh, maybe not, uh, you know, Clayton Richard. He's, you know, obviously been part of the rotation since day one. But, you know, 
Lucchesi's taking on Nola. Yep. That Walter Lockett or Jacob Nix is going to go against Zach Eflin. <laughs> not the easiest matchup. <laughs> you know, the, these aren't. The, this isn't just like, hey, like you know, take the matchup against this against this you know, reserve. So anyway. No, and then after the Philly series, we've got uh, super interesting. Yeah, and then then we've got the Angels at home. Yeah, Angels at home. Ooh, and, it's and gonna that be nice. Be an interesting series. Where are they gonna put Otani? Because he can't play, right? So I don't think we're gonna, gonna see keep him. him in the dugout. Why well, I don't think we're gonna see him because oh, he can't DH and he can't throw. What's the deal with him? Sorry, I really only follow Padres. So, so he can't pitch right now because uh, he's got uh, something uh, to do with his elbow. Okay, yeah, um, they're avoiding Tommy John yep. like uh, like it's their dying wish. Yep, exactly. So yeah, they're putting off Tommy John surgery, so he's not throwing. He's not an on throwing program. But when he plays up in uh, Anaheim, he can still DH, and apparently when he DHs, he still drops bombs. So, uh, which oh. is beyond me. Apparently, that's just some God given athletic talent there. That's actually pretty cool to see so bummed we don't get to see him but yeah all right everybody's lovable child mike trout is coming down here yes so, uh oh the uh, trout. so sunday night's kids fest that's where your kids get to run the the bases regardless of whether you're a member now we're talking about the philly Sorry, series i know Robert's but i just want to let you know on the giveaways no no here. so then there's a japanese themed game for the angels taco tuesday of course and then way back wednesday that's when they're gonna do so it's wednesday the 15th you catch both of us, or oh, sorry, Hayden's not going. You catch me and Chad there, uh, and that's where you know they'll be doing the '98 National League Championship replica ring. There it is, your boys. Wednesday <laughs> night, baby. And Chad Wednesday are night. made of plastic. But yeah, catch us on Saturday. Get the beach towel. We'll be doing the the Padres shotgun in the parking lot. Yeah, um, and, and again, hopefully, be a good time. Uh, Luke from South and, Bay. And so baseball wise, yeah, we'll baseball wise, hopefully we can you know get some. Uh, you know, get some good performances out of our new pitchers there, especially over the Phillies series there. And then, uh, you know, hopefully the Angels series, we can play, you know, some type of spoiler spoiler cards and uh, you know, maybe sneak some sneak sneak a couple wins out here. It's always nice to, uh, uh, you know, a little freeway series there. So uh, it should be fun. Should be fun looking ahead there. By the way, quick note. Did you guys see that uh, Mike Sosha is going to step down at the end of the year? I did see that. I did see that. Crazy. Well, good, see- good, good career. Good yeah, career. great career. I think it's definitely time, though. Anyways. Indeed, indeed. Uh, quick question. Do um, you think we win any of these series? Phillies? Angels? Nope. Angels, maybe. Brewers? you think we take this one tomorrow? No. I think Brewers, we don't take. I don't think we take Phillies or the Brewers. I think we have a good chance of taking the Angels series. Angels aren't playing their best right now. There it so. is. And I like that because we play up. The Padres seem to play up versus good teams. So, except for the so A's. We'll see, except for when we'll, we play the A's. We'll see where that turns out. Yeah. But um, but if if you've made it this far in the in, in the podcast, this is week twelve, and yeah. uh, and and we thank you. Uh, we appreciate semana. you. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, as Robert would say, putting us in your earballs. Thank you for putting us in your earballs. So uh, with that, uh, we are going to conclude week twelve. Uh, yep. This is the Los Hijos podcast. Los Hijos, baby. The sons, up on the sons, the sons. At Robert Edward. All right. At SC Sockeye. At twenty two ounce girls. At Los Hijos fan club because I'm good, good, good. I'm not selfish and don't plug my own. At Chad Edwards. Um, <laughs> alrighty, bye. Ha, 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 ha.